Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. Um, a huge thank you, by the way, for those people who listen every week um, and wait for the new episodes to come out. Um, I just want to say a quick thank you because the last few weeks I have taken a break from making this podcast. If you follow me on social media, you'll know that I'm also doing a master's degree in psychology. And I got to a point where I had a lot of coursework and things due in. So it became important for me to really be careful about how much time I was spending on various things because I'm also seeing clients in clinic, seeing clients online. I've also got people going through my online courses that I like to check in on and make sure that they're doing okay. So unfortunately, the podcast was the thing that I ended up deciding to take a break from in order to make sure that I could do all of the other things. So thank you very much for your patience. Um, And I've got a really good episode this week that I've been wanting to record for a little while. Um, So I'm really excited to bring this one to you. Today I'm going to be talking about my top six tips for managing the anxiety as we start to get back to normal. Now I've had a lot of clients and friends and family talk to me recently about feeling even more anxious about going out of lockdown than they felt when we were about to go into lockdown. So for those of you who aren't in the UK, because I know some of you listen from America, from Australia, um, there's also a large amount of people in Germany, strangely, that listen to this podcast. So hi, Germany. Um, So for the for the UK, which is where I'm based, we have been in lockdown um, for a few months now and we're slowly starting to come out of it. So things like pubs and restaurants have opened again. Um, The children will be going back to school in the next week or so. And we're having this phased approach back into a new kind of normal. And I say normal in inverted commas. So basically what's happening is we're going through a series of steps, assuming that our numbers of cases don't rise. Um, And what that really means is that when it comes to things like the government rules and the guidance, it changes really regularly. And also we're finding that the scientific advice is changing as well, because as as science works, it gets reviewed, it gets tested. They make different conclusions depending on what's happening at the time. So we're finding that all of these things are quite fluid. They're changing sometimes quite rapidly for people who are traveling at the moment. Our different quarantines are changing and they can change very rapidly as well. So this is where a lot of the anxiety is coming from because there's so much out there now that we need to be aware of. Now, it seemed to me really that in the run up to lockdown, there was a lot of anxiety, but it was around specific things. It was around things like our jobs. Um, In our case, it was around things like our business because we have various therapists here who are hands-on therapists, um, being able to pay the bills, things like that. But actually, when lockdown happened and we knew what was going on, it was kind of okay for a lot of people because the rules were very, very simple. Basically, just don't go out. And if you absolutely have to go out, try and avoid going near other people as much as possible. So it was really, really simple advice, which made things a lot easier. What we're seeing now is that the rules we have are much more complex. There's a lot of nuance. 
and in some cases the rules themselves depend on where you live so we are having areas of the UK that are in their own lockdowns um, because they're finding that cases are rising too quickly in that area so it's becoming really really complicated so what I've done is I've pulled together a few tips to help you kind of navigate this complicated return to inverted commas normal so my first tip is actually to kind of accept and acknowledge that a certain amount of stress and anxiety is going to be normal. I mean, the world is going through a pretty significant crisis at the moment um, and everybody's trying to manage it differently. Different countries are trying to manage it differently um, and it's just a really complicated situation that we're in. So try really hard not to give yourself a hard time if you notice that you're feeling stressed, anxious or overwhelmed. There is a lot of fear and confusion around COVID and that is quite inevitably going to have an impact on everybody's mental health at some point. One thing I would say is that if feelings start to get really intense, um, there's a few things that you can do. Make sure you talk to somebody if you're feeling so overwhelmed that you can't cope. Whether this is a friend or a family member or whether you engage the services of a therapist, just make sure you are reaching out to people. If you're finding that your stress, anxiety or overwhelm is becoming far too much for you to handle. But what I'm hoping is that these other tips are going to give you ideas for helping yourself through this situation. So my second tip, and this is the one that I kind of want to draw a lot of attention to is to be really careful where you get your information from. Now, one of the biggest challenges through this pandemic has been fake news. And there's been some heartbreaking cases all over the world where people have lost loved ones after thinking that the pandemic was a hoax or a conspiracy. Try and get your information from reputable resources. So one of the best resources that I can recommend from, for an international audience is the World Health Organization, which is WHO for short. This is much more reliable and they base what they advise people on, on current research, current best knowledge. So it's the best place to go, really, to find information out. My next tip links to this quite a lot, um, but not necessarily. My next step is to consider limiting your exposure to media. Now, media can mean a lot of different things. Uh, in this day and age, we have access really to information from the whole world. There are 24-hour news channels. Uh, social media is obviously a constant thing. So just have a think about whether exposing yourself to these things on a, on a regular basis could be contributing towards your anxiety. There are always a lot of news stories with kind of sensationalist or quite speculative titles that really are designed to get an emotional reaction from you, the reader, largely so that you'll click on it and go look at their website. So just remember that often these kind of stories are written with a different purpose in mind. They're not always trying to inform you. Sometimes they're trying to get views or trying to get likes or they're trying to develop a platform for themselves. They're not necessarily providing you with the information that you need. Number four, 
only worry about what you yourself can control. So have a think about what's best and safest for you and your loved ones. And everybody's individual circumstance will be really unique. So it's really important that you think about what it is that's really important to you and your family. The government and scientific guidelines that we had from the very, very start. So make sure you wash your hands regularly and make sure you stay two metres away from somebody else are still guidelines that you need to follow. And you can still follow those and make sure you keep yourself and your family as safe as possible during this time. So continuing to wash your hands is really, really important. And continuing to social distance is really, really important as well. Things like masks are a really good idea, but they're considered an extra precaution. You should still do all the social distancing. So if you wear one, that's absolutely fantastic and it's a really good idea to do so. But try not to judge other people who can't wear one or choose not to for whatever reason. Just go back to the original um, advice, which was to maintain social distancing and stay away from those people if they are choosing not to wear masks. Often what I'm seeing with people is that they get very antagonised by what other people aren't doing when really all you need to do is focus on yourself. What can I do to keep myself safe in this situation? If you want to keep up to date with um, the guidelines that are out there at the moment, then I'd recommend going to the WHO website um, where you can find the guidelines and find the advice they're giving to the general public. It's a really good way of cutting out all the extra stuff and just focusing on the thing that's really important to you and keeping it more simple. Simple rules are much easier to follow than really complex ones. My tip number five is to try and stay healthy but whatever healthy is to you is the key thing here. Now, it's really well documented that a healthy lifestyle contributes towards good mental health. And that will always be the case. That's a constant that we know is really, really important. Now, what we mean by a healthy lifestyle is making sure that you eat a wide range of foods, plenty of vegetables and fruits, exercising in a way you're having joy and having fun and being creative as well as spending time with other people as long as you're observing the social distancing rules. So I would also add to this that making sure you get as much sleep as possible is also really important. And a really crucial aspect of having a healthy lifestyle as well is making sure that you don't use alcohol and other drugs in order to manage your mood or manage your feelings. Number six, so this is my final tip, is to have a think about and make sure you practice what works for you. Now, I love self-hypnosis, and it can be really, really helpful, particularly if you're in a crisis, um, but that's just what's worked for me in the past, and obviously I'm trained in it, so it's something that I'm naturally going to lean towards. If it's something you want to learn, by the way, then just head to my website, where there is an online course where you can actually learn how to hypnotize yourself, uh, which is really, really cool, it's really interesting. But what I would suggest is that you find something or several things, if you like, that work for you. And it can be really fun exploring this and trying to find out what works for you. So ideas could be walking, especially if you have a dog or if you can borrow one. That's usually good fun. Dancing, yoga, Pilates uh, or what I do, which is random stretching throughout the day. Running, mindfulness, meditation. Uh, horse riding, bike riding, reading books, playing games is fine. Even reading comic books is absolutely fine. 
I mean, I've run out of examples now, but the key thing is find things that you can do that make you feel good. So thanks for listening to this episode. Um, If you found it helpful, please do share it with uh, friends and family. These are the tips that I have known to be really useful with clients and also follow myself. So I would strongly recommend you have a think about what areas of those tips you can make some changes and can start managing the anxiety that is relatively inevitable at this really complicated time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.